0: So I'm here with Andronikos Zevridis. I interview guys, most of the candidates for presidents in my country, Cyprus. And this guy was my favorite one. So I brought him here to discuss a conversation
1: about the future and about everything. Thank you for coming, brother. Fideas, thank you for inviting me. It's been an honor. Um, I actually did enjoy you interviewing me. It was quite... uh different unusual and fun we, we we did have fun that day and there's a bit of humor yes. and, uh, what
0: a good duo tell me do you think artificial intelligence will fuck us in the future not fuck us in a <laughs> in an actual way well, who knows <laughs>
1: well i think there is technology today that if it's not handled properly uh could cause disaster. An example is nuclear technology, obviously the atomic bomb that's been around since 1945. We, the human race, have abundant technology and knowledge to create all sorts of nasty things and to destroy our world. The question is, will we? And hopefully, we'll go through this discussion today. We will have a few mind experiments. As we go along, while we talk about the future and technology. Will we? No, not if it's handled correctly.
0: What handled correctly means? Well,
1: artificial intelligence and technology. The two are not necessarily... So you
0: are more on the optimistic side?
1: I'm more on the optimistic, slightly realistic side, which is... um, we as a species and i i've got over four decades of experience in technology is we can do amazing things we landed on the moon in 1969 we'll probably end up in walking on mars uh, in the next decade and we can do amazing things as the human race but if we handled future technology properly it will be the friend of the human race. Now, if we do not, uh, dire consequences will result.
0: But how you can handle a thing that is cleverer than you?
1: Well, my wife is cleverer than me, but, but I, I handle her okay, I believe. Um, please edit this out. And uh, <laughs> it, it, it depends what you define as cleverer. There's a whole difference between something being clever Something being intelligent, um, connected to that, dark forces or energies or intelligences, whether technological or otherwise, uh, potentially can, can cause harm. But I would give you an example. Um, in some ways, my laptop and my smartphone is more intelligent than I am. It can number crunch. Um, I can talk to my smartphone and say, ask it a question. It will find the answer very quickly. It doesn't mean it's a danger. Now, if something is more intelligent than us, are we talking about um, having self-awareness? Because self-awareness, when something not only is more intelligent, but knows it's more intelligent, that's where we've got to be careful.
0: How do we know that that thing exists?
1: Well, th- that is a value judgment. Um, I'm quite a fan of the, um, uh, of some science fiction films. And if we, if we look at the bad that can happen with technology and robotics, w- we're all doomed. We will be taken over by crazy rob- robots that become self-aware, realize that they're alive And we are just insects. Now, the question is, will we allow the technology to do that? Now, it could be argued that the technology, if it became self-aware, would make itself um, unhackable to stop it happening. So, for example, robotics have started already. So, there are robots that walk around, they can do the cleaning, they can... Uh, do basic functions, uh, even more advanced than that. The worst that can happen is it goes a bit rogue. Um, We either power it off or hit it with a baseball bat, and it falls over. If, though, it gets its intelligence, its algorithm for how to, uh, to work, how to manage itself day to day, if that's in the cloud... Right, so it's not a local intelligence; it's shared, which that's how server farms work. That's how big companies—they share the workload. Now, if it's done that way, and by some reason we cannot disconnect them, then we have to be careful. I, I must say, do you know what my favorite series, science fiction series, uh, I've ever watched is? It's called Humans. Do you ever watch the series? No. It was it was a, it was a, a British production. Had a kind of cult following and i'm not doing any spoilers here so i i do spoiler alert no 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 spoiler alert but such a kind human the premise is that it's set in not not so much distant future if you look at the cars it's set really nowadays but you can order this robot that looks just like a human but they are Gadgets. In other words, they don't have any um, emotion. They function to help around the home uh, and um, work in factories. Mainly, basically, they're either servants or slaves. Now, what if some of them became self-aware? Should we treat them as human beings? Do they have rights? as we do and what happens when things go wrong and have they gone wrong from their point of view anyway a, a small plug for humans please watch it it's, it's a really good series
0: so with what you're saying you're basically concerned as well like but, there's, there's a, but there's, well, it's important for me to mention that It's been 20 days, guys, that I didn't eat food. I only drink water because I'm doing a video for 30 days, no food for my main channel here. And if I die in this conversation, it'll be fun. So stick around to see if I'm still alive until the end.
1: Please, videos (laughs) will don't die in this production. Uh, (laughs) Your viewers will miss you. And uh, yeah, actually, I am really impressed. Uh, how you can, how you can live for 20 days, not only live, I mean, I'd be walking like a zombie, uh, if I hadn't eaten anything for 20 days, but you're actually functioning and actually interviewing me and you're at, uh, actually asking some very, um, deep probing questions. Whereas if it was me sitting there, I'd be kind of slaunched all over the sofa,
0: um, okay so, more so anyway. difficult questions coming soon okay I, I look forward <laughs> to it.
1: so I go back to your point yeah yeah okay at this moment in time now I know recently um uh timeline uh end of March Elon Musk and 99 other people some pretty heavy hitters academics
0: Steve Wozniak Elon Musk and they Martin.
1: wrote that there should be a six-month consensus. We should stop working on artificial intelligence until we understand it better and we can regulate it. Now, I'm not against that at all. Um, I think it's a little overkill to say, let's stop everything we're doing in all our universities. But th- there are some concerns rather than dangers. I'll give you an example. ChatGBT was launched in November. It, it is said it is the future of AI, um, which can, put in, in really simple terms, what it acts as is an interface. It's, it's a way um, that you can have your own PA, your own secretary to do things for you. So, for example, my smartphone is great. I speak to, to Siri. I ask questions. It answers those questions. But I'd rather something writes a letter to a customer of mine without making dire mistakes. that could cause me professional embarrassment. Um, and that's what it can do. It can do a lot of stuff. Where it's being misused or could be misused is somebody who's studying at, this, at school. It could be high school. It could be university for exams could have whole essays written
0: why is this. a misuse excuse me why it you think it's a misuse
1: well I, I think it's cheating now um the reason people well maybe
0: school is, is the whole cheating here no, not not the that, that's
1: the kind of counter the counter-revolutionary argument of uh, should we have schools and uh, let everybody run around and do what they like. But let, let's go, let's keep mainstream for now through my yes. arguments. Yes. But uh, the reason people go to university is either to learn a subject. So if you want to be a doctor, you can't teach yourself. On the other hand, uh, if you'd be a, be a businessman, there's been some very successful businessmen who've never been to university. Um, Bill Gates dropped out of university. You never went to university. I never went to university. I just happened to be at the right, right place at the right time and um, did quite well. However, if some employer wants to hire somebody, where do they hire them from? What are they going to do? Well, they're going to find somebody who's proven they're intelligent. And how do you prove you're intelligent? Well, you get a degree. It shows you've not necessarily studied the subject because some... Uh, it's an example. Chat, GBT at the moment is not after whiz kid IT specialists. They want experts in the English language. And I, and I read an article two days ago, they're paying them 350,000 a year, okay? So to prove you're intelligent for a new employer when you've just left university is by having a degree. So if you've got some app that does it all for you, then that's a little unfair for the ones who worked hard and really studied.
0: But if everyone has it?
1: Well, okay, if everyone has it, it's the equivalent of no one having it and not having universities. But for that to happen, there's got to be a cause and effect. In, in other words, employees will not seek uh, the best grades from somebody who left university. Um, at the moment, uh, for example, the big, the, the, the really world-famous universities, Oxford, Cambridge, Harvard, um, and, and a few others, they have the biggest companies in the world, the big four accounting firms, IBM's, Microsoft, Google. They go there and practically offer somebody a job before they finish their degree by the very fact they're in their last year of school or the year before, and they know they've already reached the top by even being at that university. So now your point is well what if there wasn't any if everybody did the same well that would be a bit of a sad world if if that happened i think because there would be no The world incentive. was going
0: to adjust though to the new technologies and to like what if we didn't have horses we
1: didn't uh have horses.
0: horses and we were it was going to be sad too to go with cars maybe the people said that in the past
1: i i can see your purist kind of point of view there but um, it still boils down to a fact and i gave it as an example ai apps that can revolutionize our lives can be used with things that are black and white bad black and white good and grey areas. Let's call the university stuff the grey area for now. So okay. The, okay. I,
0: but, I love that. I love okay? that. I, but, I, but I, I will good, agree with that.
1: In terms of good, in terms of efficiency, let's say, because we've got to look at the social aspects, <laughs> let's say tomorrow we didn't need private secretaries or PAs because, it, you know, this AI app could do it all. They'll be unemployed. Is that good or bad? Okay. In the same way, if we use robots to build cars, which has been gone, going on since the nineteen eighties, that causes people to become unemployed. On the other hand, there are new technologies being be, be, being done. If we go back to the industrial revolution, that initially caused an absolute massive change to the world. Destruction. Yeah. It, there was destruction. What happened was, people. Um, moved to the cities, our cities grew, it caused pollution.
0: From farmers. From the farmers the and way.
1: things like that. Uh, on the other hand, uh, and, and I'm jumping timelines here, we've had a lot of wonderful stuff with technology to do with making more efficient harvests, Okay, which means we, we need less laborers. In the ideal world, the ideal world is we could do what we like, we work maybe two days a week and have five days a week leisure. Uh, Assuming we don't get so bored that we we go crazy. But wouldn't that be good is to find ways where we can do positive stuff in life. I'm not saying we're there. I mean, we're looking at decades in the future. And let's face it, billions of people are starving uh, and don't have enough to eat in poverty. So we're nowhere near that.
0: So we are going to get into kind of what the future will look like in universal basic income and solutions that you we might see, but like let's ask uh, I want to ask do you think chat GBT is sentient and how we're going to detect if it is?
1: Did you say the word censored?
0: sentient, like uh, to be able to have self-awareness?
1: No, (laughs) not for a long time. Uh, There's other technologies that could do it. But the the question again is, um, you could probably write code today. You definitely can, actually. It doesn't have to be AI that can mimic being self-aware. Uh, A a really simple example, which isn't black and white the same analogy, is for years now you can play chess with a computer. So you add a voice to your competitor computer um, and it can give the impression it's a grandmaster, but it's emulating it. So it is not self-aware. But can, can I... Can we but, talk about go ahead
0: but how do you know that i'm self-aware
1: well i can't that that's an interesting paradox It it is actually impossible
0: but but by the way here i'm here to push all the stuff that you are saying so we make like an interesting argument so it's not that i agree or disagree no, with, no, no. I, with yeah, I, I i'm know. just pushing but, but no i i love
1: this kind of <laughs> we're, we're kind of meandering through different trains of thought and. And uh, mind games in a way, which I, which I love. I love anything like that. Uh, but you cannot prove to me you exist, and I cannot prove to you I exist. You could be a a figment of my imagination. Um, and but let's for now say that we do exist, and we're we're both um, self aware, and, and we know. Talking about the future, can we go back in time? Let's go a little bit back in time. I, I started in technology in the 1970s. Uh, my first was in IT, working for a huge bank, four megabyte mainframe. Wow. Our washing machine has more brain power than what ran one of the largest banks in Europe in the 70s. And they only had a couple of these things. That was then. Let's talk about phones. Um, you're too young. I, I mean, I'm I'm the 1958 vintage of wine, OK? So a bit older than you. And I remember phones. Um, you had to dial them. You know, like <coughs> <coughs> In fact, where we lived in London, um, there wasn't enough phone lines. We had to share our phone cable. With a neighbor. So sometimes you pick my mum would that pick the phone up, and somebody next door is talking, so to put the phone down. Look at what's changed. So we went from these great, big, bulky phones, so very expensive. Uh, if we phoned our relatives in Cyprus or Greece, it was like a fortune. The technology has improved, it's gone up and up and up. Then we got, you know, go back, before that, if you wanted to send messages, it was via. Beacons hundreds of years ago, where we used to light the beacon to send a message to the king that there's an invading force.
0: How did, did that work? Well, meant if the... you
1: got two hills for a few miles apart, it could be maybe seven or eight. Light a fire in a certain way is a message. That was how fast it could speak. And then we used pigeons, and then we used other stuff. Then we had these funny phones. Then we got fax machines, mobile phones with the size of a brick. The way communications technology has changed where we now have smartphones that can take photos, uh, uh, take film, pretty good quality. Better than cameras. Better than cameras. And that technology is going up and up and up exponentially. Batteries. That's one thing that has not caught up. Right. You've got network speeds you've got communication methods that have expoten- exponentially grown battery technology has not when that does amazing things can happen but i'm going to i'm going to ask you a philosophical question but go ahead were, were you going to ask me something you it you seems you're going to jump just then
0: yeah i was curious to hear about the battery is why you think uh, uh, that was stale in, in growth and why you think that will bring amazing things.
1: The future of batteries, at the moment, electric cars are relatively expensive. But there's one little mental barrier that has to break for the older generation uh, who have money. And that is the battery capacity of how many hundreds of kilometers or miles it can do. And they think a real psychological barrier is when one charge can do at least a 1,000 kilometers, which means your average person probably only needs to charge it once a month. And the second part of it is, ideally, you just plug it in to your garage rather than having this great kind of special adapter. So I think that will make it. But the the question why batteries haven't... uh, gone as quick, there's a little bit of a, well, a little suspicion in my mind that perhaps some inventions have happened in the past, but major oil companies don't want it to happen because if we... Oil. Gas, energy, petrol stations, I don't know, I'm, I'm not alleging you are guessing, any proprietary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just saying there is a chance that's that interesting happened. yeah but, uh, yeah but think... an example i lived in california about a few years before that they had these new they had these gm electric cars where you couldn't buy them you could lease them
0: i heard elon musk talking about those. oh did he
1: did he say no i was around then about the well it was a few years later i think and suddenly they
0: took them back
1: they took them back w- and why?
0: everyone was uh, protesting because they actually liked them Mm-hmm. I
1: remember the Sinclair C5. <laughs> it was a genius in the UK designed, and the idea was, was this little, little kind of electric thing in the in the early eighties. And uh, he's a pioneer. This guy. The idea is you could go a few miles, kilometres, to the railway station without using public transport or getting in a vehicle, uh, and it was electric. And I bought one actually. Uh, I never used it. I bought it as a collector. Um, the only trouble is they kept breaking down, which defeated <laughs> the object. But uh, I think Elon Musk is probably going to get even more wealthy as battery technology improves. So we, we've jumped to little subjects here. We've gone telecommunications, yeah. batteries, You were cars, talking
0: about the future AI, and and how, how you think we're left in how the future looks with AIs and humans together.
1: Yeah, no, I'm half glass full, subject to being careful. Um, And, but the question is, where will it end up? What's gonna happen in 10 years, 20 years, a thousand years, a million years? I have some theories, but
0: Wow, you, you really got me excited now. A million years, 1,000 years. Let's talk about them.
1: Shall Tell we talk me. about that? Yeah. Okay. How about a mind experiment which combines philosophy, religious belief to a degree, well, but but I don't want to discuss religion. Let's not go there. Um, oh, Here's a question. Imagine you are a... Pe- PhD student in a million years time, assuming we haven't blown ourselves up and done stupid things and <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> global warming um, you know, hasn't destroyed human, human beings. So it's a million years in the future. PhD student and you are authorised because your university has agreed you can do it. And by the way, you didn't cheat. You did not use chat GBT version 3000.1 to cheat, but you have the technology to terraform a nearby planet.
0: Terraform meaning?
1: Make it habitable using unlimited energy and other stuff which may or may not be around and create life on that planet. Would you, let's assume that life is intelligent. would you assuming you're allowed to under the ethics of the time would you make them self-aware or would they be robots would you want them to have a a good quality of life would you let them know you exist okay would you want to be worshipped
0: what an interesting thought experiment.
1: it's a thought experiment and and if you answer those questions and i'm not these are rhetorical questions it's for our viewers here and I love talking to you guys. It's a thought experiment, which brings to mind about what people believe, which touches religion, touches God, and I'm not, I'm please, I don't want to be accused of um, uh, kind of suddenly spouting religious stuff. But all I'm saying is, if we, as human beings, in the future, our technology allowed us to create life within ethical parameters. Number one, the, f- the first one is, would we be allowed to? Would it be ethically correct? And the second is, would we interfere with them? So let's imagine, let's continue this sort of experiment. Again, it's a million years in the future, you're there, and we'll call them The Fideas race, because they're yours. They they don't know it's you because you created them. What if they start doing bad things? What if they start doing genocide? Would you interfere or would you not? And why wouldn't you interfere? And I would say the only reason I wouldn't interfere if I created those as part of some future experiment is to give them the chance to learn their own way with free will. Free will means you can do almost anything you like. there's, um, but, but I'd have a backup plan. In other words, to be fair to the ones who've been treated pretty badly, uh, I'd make sure they could live again. That's how I would do it. So, well, we're talking the realms of um, divinity, um And the interesting thing is, is how far will we go as a species, assuming we do not destroy ourselves with stupid nuclear weapons uh, and stuff like that? How far could we go? Will we reach for the stars? Will we harness unlimited energy, uh, which at the moment we're making progress with solar panels? Um, you know, in 10 years, there may be a solar panel that's the size of a laptop that can power a house. You know, that'll be great. But there is one danger if we get unlimited energy. Do you know what that is? And it will be a temporary problem. What will happen is it could create war. What happens if, if tomorrow somebody found nuclear fusion uh, uh, that enable cold fusion that enabled we don't need oil and gas anymore what will happen to russia we don't need their oil we don't need their gas what's going to happen to the middle east temporarily there would be mayhem we've got to control that and but one day i think we will and we will be able to tap the resources of our star the sun and if we get unlimited energy we can do all sorts of things it means there'll never be water shortages because we could just use desalination plants for water. We could terraform the Sahara. We could grow food. We could do all sorts of stuff. But at the moment, we're not ready for that, because at the moment, we just... Let's face it. We human beings... um, It's happened for the thousands of years of recorded history. We are like children arguing over trivia, over specks of dust, toys. Well, what are the two fundamental things we teach our kids? I have four children, two grandchildren. With my wife, we have six and four in between The fourth one is on its way, by the way. But oh, what do we teach them? You're going to be a dad? Granddad. Ah, granddad. No, I've got four of my own, my wife has two. Uh. What do we teach our kids? And what will you teach yours? The first fundamental rule is, share our toys and be nice to one another if we could get those two fundamental things right as human beings we would have the right to go to other to terraform other planets other stars that's my theory of everything if we go back to the original question you had i think if handled correctly ai new technology can, can do amazing stuff.
0: I really loved the thought experiment that you said, and just out of curiosity, I would try to follow what I was going to do if I created a planet. Love to. I was probably never going to interfere with them, so probably most humans were going to be like that, or take that choice, or maybe not, but it shows that we might be like that from other aliens or other civilizations so my we might be created exactly how you described that we are going to create other planets
1: I, I mean there's an interesting other hypothesis which is connected to that which I, as you say i i love thinking deeply i love philosophy and this this is a connection between philosophy, religion, science, which which I love learning about. And we both share a common goal. We love, we love being inquisitive. We love learning. And that's where I learned from you, actually. Uh, I learned the sort of person you are when we first met. You're inquisitive. You ask those probing questions. And sometimes it's to ask the probing questions to ourselves because... If we look, and, and I'm, I'm not having a discussion on, uh, you know, aliens or this. Have you heard of the Drake, Drake's equation? I heard that, while, but I don't remember. Okay. Drake's equation um, was a formula that worked out the probability of there being alien life. Okay? For, and, and I can't remember all the parameters, but here's some of the basic ones. Right? Um you know, how many planets are there? Of which, how many are in the Goldilocks zone? In other words, not too far to their star, that they're freezing cold, not too close, that they're burning all day, right? They're the molten rock. Of those, how many could have water? How many um, civilizations have possibly not blown themselves up? How many never actually evolved, if that's the word? But there's one thing missing in the Drake equation, which has only come to the fore in the last couple of decades. And that is the possibility that, let's forget extraterrestrial aliens from this galaxy or our universe. What if there are multiple universes? What if there are infinite universes? And if there are multiple and infinite universes, I think there is a probability, going into a slight angle to our thought experiment, that you will blow the probability of Drake's equation out of the water.
0: What's the probability of the Drake's equation that aliens exist?
1: That there are... There is a, a good chance they exist. Right? Now... There's other factors, such as, do they possess technology? Do we
0: know the exact good probability?
1: But no, because the it was based, uh, I think Drake's equation first came out in the late 70s, could be late 60s, I can't remember, uh, it will be on Wikipedia. Uh, a lot more planets have been found since. Nearly every star has Interesting, planets. Interesting, yeah. Right? And we multiply that just for our galaxy. But what... It hasn't been figured.
0: Explain a bit more deeply about the multiverse okay. uh, theory.: I, I
1: Explain First, Firstly, I'm not a, uh, a, a, a physicist, but I love reading about it, and I'm one of these people that likes sort of digesting little bits of information. But, but let, let me th- there is a theory that there are multiple universes. Potentially infinite. And there is something called superstring theory. Now, we live in a universe where there are um, four dimensions, right? So, for example, the bottle you're drinking from is three dimensions, the fourth dimension is time. Under superstring theory, the idea is the potential is there, it can't be proven that there are either 10 or 11 dimensions. So, there's a few dimensions which is believed to exist, potentially, in theory. And the theory is, which I found fascinating, is some of these, one of these dimensions some of this we can't see. Well, none, none of the others we can see. We can't actually see time. We only see the effect. Is they go through every single particle in the universe. One of these. Others exist in other planes. But the the real amazing part is a theory has been put forward that when. These, they're called brains or membranes, see them as um, wherever, however far you go in our universe, there is a point where if that, let's call it the the outer sphere, if that's the word, touches a certain other universe, if there is a multi-universe existence, it creates another big bang and creates another universe. So it's one of these things. Now, if you add all these things together, and I don't want us to get lost in this mind experiment, is if there are beings, and if we're talking, if if, if we're talking, excuse me, infinite universes, I am saying there is an infinite chance there are beings there. One of which I would say there is an infinite chance there is what we call God. And if there are infinite universes, there is a parallel universe somewhere in infinity where exactly everything that has happened to us has happened up until this second. The only difference is, so in other words, it's me speaking to Phidias where we are today, except one thing will change in this particular aspect that I have just scratched my head but in the other parallel universe I did not so isn't infinite an incredible thing because if there are infinite universes or multi-universes there could be beings that have found and where technology beyond our dreams and where these universes
0: all multi-universes exist so we're not talking about space and time
1: here that space and time is in within our universe as we know it. The universe we we know of, and there are still certain things that we, we still haven't understood, such as It's in a data dark matter. Space. It's, it's like Where is all this? Uh... No, there's four forces of nature um, that we know of. So, for example, gravity is a weak force. If gravity was not weak, it, it means uh, we, we we couldn't jump up and down and we'd just be blobs in the ground we'd just be squashed so gravity is weak and there's other strong forces what holds an atom together is strong otherwise um that microphone would not be a lump it would just well just explode it wouldn't exist it'd be just uh, you know like gravy it just wouldn't even the gravy wouldn't exist so um there are various forces in our universe. It is said there could be other universes where space-time is totally different to ours. Totally different. In, in, in one of these, it could be gravity is really strong, which means there was never really a big bang. There's just one big lump right in the middle of it. Others, um, just different to us. Now, I'm putting forward a theory based on all the theories I've read, because I'm combining um, sort of philosophy to this, and, you know, again, viewers, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying I am the sage of Cyprus for the answers, is if anywhere in those other universes, or even in ours, there could be what I call ultra-terrestrial beings. In other words, it's not a case of SETI, you know, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Um, They've been looking for signals for decades who are looking for the physical signals. I mean, it could be in other dimensions in our universe there are beings or intelligences that are living one billionth of a millimeter away from us. They could be watching us. Um, it would also explain a lot of In the religious... dimensions. Yeah. It, they could be. We, we don't know. It could be around us. It, it could be. And it, when you
0: die, are where there are millions of things. But that we don't
1: know. I mean, that what happens when you die goes to the question of uh, <laughs> if bene- benevolent Phidias created a planet full of intelligent, self-aware beings, which he wouldn't interfere with, He'd probably still have a backup. I mean, for goodness sake, I, I mean, I've met your dog and uh, you love your dog. Is it yours or your brother's? No, I don't love my dog and it's not mine. Oh, uh, okay. Well, <laughs> there is a dog that reminded me of mine when I was a kid. That's really cute, little spaniel. Um, and um, if we could, we'd, we'd especially, uh, I'm more, well, I like dogs and cats. We'd probably take a backup of it so we could resurrected but wouldn't a benevolent? interesting yeah yeah so
0: up is an interesting word maybe we need to take back up of your brain of something of you so we can
1: M- take them back over my brain well i, I think i'll be very i'd be very honored um uh, maybe they can clone me in future uh, if they want to be entertained yeah entertained entertained Oriented. with with philosophical science possible religious viewpoints and i've already done the politics i ran for president so uh, uh, that, that that that's easy compared to this stuff so uh, g- g- just going back on uh, on we are going to discuss about that
0: later about your experience you you ran for president for a country so that's a lot of interestingness and growth in the whole thing so i'm curious to learn what did you learn from the experience sure. but continue with the de- death and this, death because you, you you we kind of touched upon death like what happens when we die or something so that's a, kind of an interesting question
1: well yeah but then it, we we end up with religious opinions which are very varied and uh, I don't mind saying controversial things to get people thinking. What I don't want to do is start preaching as if I'm I'm some kind of religious figure, which I am not. But I'm interested in learning. I've learned a lot about religions and different ones. And w- one thing, I just believe a benevolent creator, whether it's without blaspheming, it's Fideus, the creator in a million years who did his PhD thesis and created a planet full of uh beings uh he would take a backup wouldn't he so that that means if they did anything really nasty like a genocide or a holocaust or burnt alive at the stake um they'd still get another chance yeah that that's what
0: i do with my videos we have it in two three places so if they
1: get the lost we have still have them common sense that's good <laughs> that that's good so, so if you can do that, I'm oh, sorry, sounds as if if you the stupid person, I don't mean it that way. You no, know that. please mean it that no, way. No, 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 I did not mean <laughs> it that way. What I'm saying is if we yeah, you know, we've only had technology, uh let's call it a hundred years. I mean we couldn't even we couldn't even fly in an aeroplane uh prior to either nineteen oh three or nineteen oh five. In hundred and twenty years, we've reached the moon, we're sending satellites here, there and everywhere. Um what can we do in a thousand years, in a million years, assuming we do not blow ourselves up out of stupidity uh, with nuclear explosions and, and nuclear Never
0: war. underestimate human stupidity, I think is a good
1: quote. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it, it, it's more connected to greed. Now, it could be political greed, it could be power, uh, because we all want our country to do well. We, we think of ourselves, but if we act more, uh, for others. I mean, uh, there's a whole subject on dispute resolution, something I've had experience in, something I got involved with in my presidential campaign is to sort out the problems we have with Turkey and the northern pseudo state, but that's a different discussion. They always say at parties never discuss politics, religion, and sex. Isn't that funny? We've discussed a couple so far, but let's leave sex another time. Why sex yeah sex after I discover
0: intellectual growth, sex is not that important
1: anymore. Wow, that's very um stoic <laughs> and I, I imagine um, that you, you could become a, a kind of a <laughs> the equivalent of a monk where you are quite happy to do your your learning but not so much religion but the stuff you're involved with
0: <laughs> well uh, I, i'm not a stoic but learning is so fun so Get. just trying to follow it so why why you put such a priority to funny and to being funny and doing funny things because in your whole presidential campaign that was one of the main themes to well, I used being funny. You you went to the TV and you brought some bananas. You came in and you brought some, I don't know how to say that in English. You did some stupid funny things Well, I, Okay,
1: uh, the, the word is, the Greek word Cypriot word is pipilas, which is uh baby's dummies or pacifiers. Yes. Yeah, uh, on your program actually, I mean you've got uh, They've got tens of thousands of views. Now, I, I, I want, f- firstly, from what we've so far spoken about, um, I don't think anybody can accuse me of being a comedian. Okay, maybe I've got some rather weird ideas <coughs> or potential that we can talk about. But what I used, I used humor and satire for my presidential campaign knowing from the start I had no chance of winning. I I just didn't want to come last, which I didn't. Um, I came 11th out of 14. In fact, the top three candidates, top four, uh, got 96% of the vote. But I used communication in a different way. And my whole purpose was to be heard and read. And I used various props to do it. I, I come from a come from a technology marketing sales background. So I used a few uh, unusual props like uh, taking a banana on live TV and uh, basically explaining we've got to change Cyprus because at the moment we're a banana republic Uh, with all respect to banana republics. That's not a, uh, you know, countries that grow bananas. We grow bananas actually in Cyprus. Lovely bananas. Great bananas. Try Cyprus bananas. Very good. They're grown in Paphos, which is west of our island and sugar uh,
0: bombs
1: yes um uh, and uh and, and the reason i took the baby's dummy the pacifier was to suggest and it's something that really we could do all over the world if our politicians everywhere in the world shut up for a few hours a week and listen instead of talking, stabbing other politicians in the back and doing all of that, we could revolutionize the world. We could bring about peaceful solutions. Um, a lot of amazing things could happen. So I used those as props. also took a giant pair of shoes um, for other symbolisms. But I was the only candidate to have actually used um, music, um, a satirical manifesto, and a serious one. And the idea was to get the younger people to think about politics uh, and to actually vote, as it happened. There's a bit of apathy in voting. But I am delighted with the result. I got heard, I was on television, radio, uh, countless times. And my whole campaign, um, let's, let's put this in perspective. Hillary, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, Directly and indirectly, it is said, spent fourteen point five billion dollars on their campaign um, a few years ago.
0: That's a lot of money. I man. spent
1: less than twenty-five thousand. My, you know, my family, life, twenty-five thousand, and uh, I'm. I, I feel quite honoured. I'm. Uh, I'm still waved at in the street.
0: And do you ask do selfies. you know that my mother voted for you?
1: Really. Yeah. ah that's very nice uh, thank you very much <laughs> yeah. she watched it.
0: our interview and she was like i will vote for this guy
1: no I, <laughs> I i i do appreciate the support and you know i'm not embarrassed i'm not ashamed a- and it's of the kind I got. of interesting uh
0: you develop kind of a special relationship with the people that they vote for you because it's kind of an intimate thing they go there with their time. They have a lot of options and they choose you. So it's, uh, it's kind of uh, it's, uh, me that my kind of uh, job is to build relationships with strangers. Is kind of doing that to be run for a like you build if they go and vote for you. Is This is how
1: you create fun. No, funds? I, I, I never actually thought about that. Uh, I mean, I had two major problems from the beginning, and that is, um, I <laughs> Greek is not my first language. Um, I've lived in England, United States, I was born abroad, I was born in uh, Northern Africa, is Greek was not my main language. Uh, and I'll tell you a couple of funny stories about that in a sec. Um, in a sec. And, and the second is, Nobody really knew me. I, I turned up out of nowhere. Yes. We, and I, from start to finish, my campaign lasted 77 days. So it's not like I'm a, you know, a known professor or... Uh, and I did it because I love my country. And I did it because I feel I had some pretty unique solutions. Um, people laughed at the way I spoke. I was on... Um, yeah, I, I, the, there's the equivalent of the is it david letterman the big thing at the moment david letterman the evening shows no let's say
0: a, jimmy fallon let's um, say right.
1: okay sorry it's been a while jimmy, uh, jimmy. Uh, i i i actually did like letterman actually i liked his <laughs> show the um so i was on one of the probably Mo- the most popular one which you were on actually another time yeah yeah um, the lewis show uh so i was on that and uh, he I was being satirised every week because of my long hair, uh, because of my use of humour and my props, such as giant shoes, bananas, and babies' pacifiers. But but what one of the, I, I I said a, because Greek is not my first language, I did come up with a few embarrassing moments. One um, was actually when you interviewed me. Um, I. I said, look, you know, if members of parliament and all politicians, if we bought a hundred of these things, they're only like one or two euros each, we could, if, if they listened more. And know, just a few hours a week, and I said, better still is put some glue, keep it even longer. But unfortunately, the Greek word for glue, kola, um, is very similar to the Greek word for a-hole, which is, Goll, I used the wrong one, and I tried to, you know, got out of that one. I think uh, by bit my lip, and uh, another one. And thank goodness I didn't say live on air. It wasn't rude, but um, I was asked by by one person, um, what is my favourite food? What what do I enjoy? And I said, well, you know, even though my wife is vegetarian, vegan, I do like. I'm not. Uh, and I do love um, lamb chops on the grill, uh, all due respect to vegetarians. Yep. I do. But unfortunately, the word I almost came out of my mouth was is the Greek word for Children and is the greek word for lamb chops yeah so yeah. it's like oh i loved grilled children you know a bit of lemon yeah, yeah. on the charcoal so, so i, there were a few I have boo-boos. similar
0: stuff with english bro <coughs> so your english is great actually
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> so what did you learn out of the whole experience
1: well what i learned i learned great, uh, great and I, one thing i didn't finish saying because you you brought the subject up like for example your mother is i didn't It it is an act of loyalty, which it's not a case of so many thousand voted or uh, didn't vote for me. It is. It's effort. And especially when you know the person you're going to vote for, the one you stood in line, and I I still remember the day, February the 5th, um, it was quite okay in the morning. It was pouring with rain uh, later in some parts of the island, some parts of Cyprus. They queued up, to vote for me. And because I've never really been in politics before, uh, officially, I, I've interfered behind the scenes. I know quite a few VIPs and ministers in not just one country. But it only dawned on me, it, it is an incredible act of loyalty. And I'm really grateful. So thank you very much for those who did vote for me, the ones from Cyprus who are watching this. mou that's which it. was very very thank nice. Thing. You in okay. it was thank you, Greek.
0: Thank you. Okay, so what did you learn, and are you running again?
1: Uh, okay, uh, at this moment, I've done my piece. I gave my um, my views. I felt I did it. Although I used humor and satire and props uh, for getting my message across, my message did get across, which is in seventy-seven days. My idea is to fix Cyprus written in black and white because people here do not like writing manifestos because they put it in writing. They avoid it. Some 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 presidential candidates did, to be fair enough, but mine was pretty much in depth. It was in Greek and English. So if anybody here, by the way, wants to, for a laugh, read my satirical one, that's my other manifesto. It runs to around 40 pages, and it's it puts forward a, a concept of if you were king of Cyprus or queen with unlimited power as a dictator, but a benevolent one, Which how would you run the country? Which is what we have anyways. I, I wouldn't quite agree with that, but some people believe that is the case. I actually quite like, uh, I, I'm not saying whether I voted him or not in the second round, but uh, I think the, the, the current president should, if it all goes well, it should go well. But he's Prokomenos, he's, he's a good guy. Uh, I was actually invited to the oh, I visited the presidential complex 2 weeks after he was voted in which was a real honor and I met his chief of staff for for, for 45 minutes we spoke confidentially I'm not going to breach that confidence um but I think it was helpful and useful and it's good when a president hears I jumped subject sorry you mentioned something I'm Well, what did I learn there. am I am I going to go for election again I'm not sure um I I'm Did you
0: like politics? Did you hate politics after the
1: experience? But politics is a means to an end. Politics, some people view as power. In other words, I will be in this position, I'll be a president, prime minister, minister, secretary of this, whatever they call them, secretary of state in the United States, member of parliament, congressman, senator. They view it. Some view it as a privilege. Others view it as a power. Others use it for corruption. And I'm not alleging anybody uh, who's watching this who is involved in politics is. I see it, my, the, way, the reason I did it, was as a one-off to get my ideas across. And remember, I did something that was absolutely taboo. My solution to the Cyprus problem, which has blighted our country 50 or 60 years, i.e. we have an invading force um, sitting just north of here, just yeah, a few Our kilometers.
0: country is divided. We have a border, and we show a passport to go to the other side. And It's a fucking small island. Yeah, well,
1: it, I wouldn't agree with the term border, but there is a border implies legitimacy. Now, I have a solution to that which was not only radical, it was taboo. And what I'm really pleased about is people privately discussing with me because nobody would agree that I should go there and talk to the Turks. And, um, you know, they can ask whatever they like. I'm here to listen. And if they say we want a two-state solution for us to hold a referendum uh, subject to compensation, um, and referendum, of course, Nobody's dared to say that. Privately, we do want it. But I don't want to delve into Cyprus politics. I've kept my all my website stuff there to do with my campaign. You know, for those from abroad who aren't interested in Cyprus politics, read my satirical one. You'll find it funny. It's in English. We're going to put it in the link in the description. Yes, andronicus.cy, so. so, okay,
0: interesting. I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on one topic that... I'm thinking about I am twenty two no yes, I'm becoming twenty three in a couple of days, and i I'm thinking as one possible option in my whatever life and career, in the future to maybe run for a president of Cyprus. but I might might be uh, my debate in my head and with others. Uh, might be a waste of time in the equivalent of what I was going to be doing, because I think I can become multimillionaire, billionaire and help the world and do all these things. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts uh, on this topic, if you think it can
1: bring change. Uh, okay, um, I can only speak from my perspective, because other people's pr- perspective, and. I, I don't think I'm qualified to talk about other countries, uh, because I, I wasn't thrown into the deep end of um, uh, running in another country. I must say something funny. One of the first people I told that I was running for president is somebody I, I kind of didn't know them very well. Um, one of these people you sometimes meet that knows a little bit, bit about me. So, yeah, I'm, I'll be announcing I'm running for president. And she said, oh, really? Which country? because <laughs> of the way i speak greek <laughs> that's quite funny uh, uh oh yeah well which country <laughs> so, um <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a bit of a kind of oh yeah um speaking from cyprus and this is from my point of view I am so pleased. It was worth every penny I spent. It wasn't a lot. My, you know, my family and I spent less than 25,000 euro, so 27,000 U.S. bucks to run a presidential campaign in 77 days to, to get free airtime, because I was quite entertaining, uh, to get my message across. I did it to be heard, not to make money. Um, in fact, I switched off. I still have my commercial anything people can connect me to commercially. So I didn't do it for advertising. I've still got it disconnected because I still plan to um, help, well, help, depends on the way of looking at it, to be involved in politics for a while longer. Um, I do plan to meet with the Mr. Tatar. And the Turkish side. Yes, he is the, he's called president. We, is the only country that recognizes the north um, the so-called Turkish Republic of Northern Cyprus is Turkey itself um, uh, is to meet with their leader who they call president. I, I'm out of respect calling him Mr. Tata. and I hope he listens to me and I hope we can talk and I'm not going there in any official capacity um, for the Cyprus government. We, we know what they're doing but i I want to get involved so from my perspective it's for there are many done
0: context is who will go and talk to the other leader
1: of the other side
0: yeah, just to
1: be clear. well the other leader implies I am a leader and I'm not okay no we have a leader in
0: this side to the other leader yeah. of the others
1: well it it's to open um no, just for quantity for mode. everyone,
0: because not everyone is deep in
1: the no, Cyprus. I I, I, indeed. It, and I mean, and I really don't want to go deep into Cyprus politics, other than... No, no, but now you're saying your opinion about what I told you. So sure, this. sure. Uh, and it is to get a solution, because if we can get a solution for the Southeast Mediterranean, it could solve other problems. For example, it could have a knock-on effect... With Greece and Turkey, there's there's all sorts of <coughs> arguments have gone on for decades uh, about oil and gas in the Southeast Mediterranean. Uh, it could help secure Europe's um, gas supplies to a degree. Okay, it's a tiny piece, but we found significant volumes of gas in Cyprus. Uh, economic Area, exclusive economic zone, which Turkey and the North disagree with, but let's leave that to one side. And um, I believe it will be productive to open doors. and Can I give you some precedents? Some of the best that the peace deals have triggered, been triggered previously. There's been a precedent. Is although Palestine. Palestinian-Israeli problem is still ongoing. The agreement reached um, 20 or so, 30 years ago, was because of third parties getting involved behind the scenes. It's kind of a catalyst. It helped people um, get together. And it's called the Camp David Accord, um, businessmen have been involved in sol- solving problems I'm not saying to make money in disputes and I am qualified in alternative dispute resolution I'm a trained mediator which I did many years ago to help me with with my sales and marketing rather than to actually practice it so I hope I can be a benefit. should we talk about something more fun but you didn't answer my question I'm sorry but... I thought I did which is if you run for president, yeah, do you think it will be
0: helpful? Do you think you can make a change because i this is a dilemma that I can maybe do better things with my time
1: but well, it, it depends what you want to achieve in your life um, it if you want to make an impact there's there's various ways of getting your message across, say it's political messages, say your pet thing is um. Uh, you you want to change certain things that are happening in a particular country. One is to spend lots and lots of money advertising it. A fortune. Um, t- t- if I can talk economics, certainly for Cyprus, the cheapest way to get your political opinion of- across, even though you've got no chance, even though unless you are a mainstream candidate of the three political parties, is to run for president because you get free airtime. And you get heard. Now, the time sacrifice for you to do that, if your aim is to commercialize your intellectual property, the stuff you're really good at, which I enjoy watching and millions of other people do, that's your decision, is what are the benefits and the cons, is if you really feel strongly for something uh, politically is... If you run for president, you run for office. You will get heard. That's a good thing. That's that's the main thing. So. But it's like religion. If if you really believed um, in a particular religious point of view that's totally different from the mainstream, um, how would you be heard? You you would be competing with churches now how how would you, you would you put adverts mm-hmm. would you put billboards would you it's interesting but i, I think um my, my
0: position is different than your position because i am already here like for example i'm the most let's say famous guy ever lived in cyprus let's say well, i like that I'd so, like...
1: so can I? I i want to touch you
0: touch me oh so so I I can make a video and I I make I get more views the, in Greek and I
1: get more views than that all the TVs combine whatever is just to prove to that your views of the presidential candidates um, <laughs> were huge amounts people especially the young they they like the way you do stuff so yeah you-
0: so what I'm just trying to say is that this is. Uh, um, is not to be heard is if i actually can have an impact in the world in a major major way because i think i have a good heart i will work hard so
1: this is uh, the question that i'm trying to solve i worth love that it, and did it you say it, impact to the world just now you didn't say impact to cyprus
0: to the world yeah
1: we're because cyprus
0: talk- is irrelevant it's very small
1: but it's part of the world it's, it's one of
0: part maybe this is what i'm saying because i talked with some and they said this can have ripple effects to other you're going to be whatever the first youtuber that became president or you're going, and this will be kind of inspire or ripple effects to other things or if we, have you achieved to solve the Turkish problem, or
1: whatever it is that?: No, it no, can I, I, so I laud you for that, and I commend you, but you don't have to be president to do that or even even run a campaign because you've already got influence. And I'll give you an example um, to use an example of pop stars. Let's go back a few years ago. If you have a particular hairstyle, Rolling Stones, the Beatles, uh, uh, if you shave your head, punk rock. You know, it shows how old I am now. I'm talking about stuff from years ago. People will follow just because you are famous. Now, if you use that energy, and by all means to get rich, and I'm not giving you advice as if you're my son. I'm I'm just putting out there for you to make your own de- decision and reach your own destiny. If while you're getting more famous and getting more income coming in uh, and getting um, is to create influence for good things now it could be global warming it could be to save the whales it could be whatever but you know something that i want to talk to you again and again about if you want to use your your fame and influence especially as it grows is there are a finite number of disputes in the world and i wrote a song about that what disputes means? Disputes between nations. In other words, at any given moment in time, there are disputes that are listed between countries. Um, I'll give you some really simple ones we all know about. North Korea and South Korea, okay. the Palestinian problem. Um, yes. Less, there, there's, there's other ones uh, lesser known to Americans, for example which is Gibraltar, you know, Spanish say it's theirs, Britain says it's theirs. Interesting. What I'm saying is, do you know something? There is a place, the CIA have, which lists them all. Isn't that great? There's a place, okay, through American eyes, through the American federal government's eyes, it's brilliant and it's not secretive. You don't have to hack into the CIA database but it lists every single dispute in the world between countries. Wouldn't it be great, and I'd love to be influenced on that, I'd love to help you, if you can help me, is, would it be great to create a catalyst of solutions, the United Nations, of course, will lead the way, is to use influence, so that what, can you imagine if 10% of those problems could be resolved every year, every year, 10%, Because some of them are relatively minor. I'm not saying North and South Korea, I'm not saying Russia, Ukraine will be resolved. But if we could resolve 10% of them every year for the next 10 years, our world would be transformed. And if our world is transformed, if it means it's safer for people, do you know what will happen? We don't have to spend two and a half trillion US dollars a year on armaments, it disgusts me. It makes me want to cry. Two and a half trillion a year. If we could halve that in a few years, hey, let's be on the safe side. Let's not say half, let's not say one and a quarter. Let's say one trillion. If we could use one trillion dollars a year, we could eliminate extreme poverty off the face of the earth. Now, would it, it would be an honor and a privilege if you, a fellow Cypriot, use your influence to do that, and I'll help you. Pretty well, dramatic, that word. Well, it? But it, I meant every single word because it disgusts me that we spend 2.5 trillion US dollars a year. And it doesn't disgust me that we have all these um, disputes going on in the world because that's a fact of life. It's a shame but the amount we spend on armaments when we could, sort out extreme poverty. Which, and you know something, it's not just me being philanthropic and isn't it good that we don't have hungry people. And uh, it will create trade for the wealthy countries. If, if you've got people in Africa and the Indian subcontinent who are not ex- in extreme poverty, what are they gonna do? They're gonna buy goods and services from Europe, from North America, from the G20 countries, which India is part of, but let's leave it for now. Yeah, yeah so. which makes everyone more rich. In everyone will get more rich by making people rich. And how are we going to do that to but have money? We I'm, need the capital. I'm a bit skeptical about these things, uh,
0: always because sometimes the obvious solution is not the real solution. And it's like obviously I want to solve whatever the Palestinian thing or influence or put whatever my voice or all these things to just speak about the things. But sometimes maybe talking, about putting my voice to alien civilization of us going to Mars might have a better effect in humanity uh, if you put things down. So I just want to be very
1: thoughtful of uh, where the energy goes. Sure, and it's totally up to you because you will have that. But here's here's a little side issue connecting to some of the stuff we said before. Let's say the creator, Fidias, in a million years' time doing his PhD, has created life on another planet which he terraformed. Would he let them, if they hadn't sorted their problems out, if they're bickering like kids fighting each other, would he let them spread like a virus to other planets to go to Mars or whatever? I mean, why uh, a, not a, Mars, Mars. Why, no, no, why do,
0: like a virus?
1: Well, shouldn't they resolve their problems first before being allowed, or are you going to give them free will? Well, uh,
0: but I, I'm not sure if <coughs> spreading to other planets might c- mm. kind of spread Going to our plans I think kind of unites humanity in a way. Well, oh, I hope so. But I'm I'm just said this as an example for sure. uh, for you to understand my thought that I'm I'm skeptical of all these things and we need to really analyze them and then see, uh, I agree, but I always want to dig deeper, in, deeper in, and we into should.
1: into the uh, and, so and we should. And we should. But it, the fundamental question that you wanted to get my opinion on, and it isn't advice on my part; it's just you asked for my opinion. Is to run for president is is a very serious thing. You are you you know you're you're like in a goldfish bowl. You're on a pedestal. People are watching you, and it's very easy to fall off uh, or fall out of the goldfish bowl. But I wasn't worried. I didn't care. I just wanted to get my point across. And but th- there are other ways of influencing the way you want government to do and what to do. But if you expand it to the world as a whole for your pet, what you want, your pet projects, uh, mine is to find mechanisms for peace starting in our own backyard of Cyprus, um, and let's spread the love, not in a tree-hugging, so way. So you said basically that
0: it doesn't need to be a president i can do have impact in a lot of different
1: ways and might be a president one way well yeah an an experiment is um and try it i'm not suggesting you try it is um to demand if if you're so popular at some point that you demand all men that are watching you shave their heads in obedience then, then that's a good a good test to see if if they're if you really have influence, but I've exaggerated that. The real thing is is, um, and and a lot of YouTube people do this and social media stars, is they influence um, what people buy, which is a common marketing method, and it's not. A, I don't have a problem with that, but then, if we actually had one roadmap to try and find peaceful solutions between countries. It would be great if, if that could be coordinated in some way.
0: Do you think we should remove countries from the world and what? just be one human race?
1: Uh, uh, remove, you're not talking about nuking them. You're, you're talking about politically. Should yeah. we be one? No, I'm against that. At this point, <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. Uh, th- th- there's too much risk. There'll be some dictator that takes over and... No, I'm not into, uh, it's different. Here's an example. Um, Slovakia and the Czech Republic split into two countries. They're still friends, okay? Um, England and France, Britain and France never will become one country, but they're still, they do trade with each other, yeah, they're, they're enemies in football and rugby, but um, we get on. Now, I'm all for creating a way that we share our wealth. And I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a caterp- caterpillar. I'm a capitalist philanthropist. I'm not some kind of left wing social communist type of um, let's share everything when the state controls. I am totally against having one government to control the world if that ever happened. There's too much room for nasty things and control, and especially with technology, all sorts of nasty things. But it's different to find a way that we have less disputes and to have treaties in place so that we can resolve them in future as families. In other words, we're 220 families now, each one is a country. Um, let's have a party every year and celebrate that.
0: What do you think about democracy? Do you like democracy?
1: A- absolutely. Um, uh, there is no political system I can think of that is fairer in our current, um, the current intelligence we have. Let's put it this way.
0: Well, let's say you were a candidate and you were one of the, let's say, I'm not gonna say the better or whatever, but you are one of the good ones and your votes were not equal to your worth, let's say. So but, yeah, but but, that's a value judgment. In, but, in other words, anyways, yeah. just uh, let me get my point across. So it's it's like it goes with parties. It goes. You have to play the game for all these years. Only some specific people are going to run. Everyone votes not because it's you. They vote because their team. That's is right. That so, I think there is some not coolness in the system.
1: Okay, uh, I, I mean, I, I will slightly do another thought experiment to, to try and answer your question, which is, if I, Andronicus, um, had some secret powers to either rig the results um, or force people to obey me, in other words, if I became president using all sorts of nasty tricks, would I think that would be good? No, I wouldn't do that, even if... I'm, I'm talking absolutely hypothetical, uh, because, you know, I, I would not do a coup. <laughs> and and I, I don't have the weapons, I wouldn't do it, and it wouldn't be right. However, the, the question is, and it's a value judgment, is um, the person who gets elected sometimes... Well, <laughs> happens every time, actually. It happens every time in Cyprus... Um, only actually 25% of those eligible to vote voted. But if you go down to the actual population, sorry, voted for the winner, right? But if you look at the whole population of Cyprus, is 900,000 in the free, the unoccupied area, 900,000 Greek Cypriots, Cypriots. Um, of those, only 562,000 were eligible, registered to vote, So you've got that total apathy there. So the person who actually won, and which applies to other countries as well, where only maybe you only get between 60 and 75% turnout, some people don't care. So you can't actually measure it based on who deserves to win because that's a value judgment. So
0: So this system doesn't work.
1: It doesn't elect the best one. well, yeah but even in democracies there's various systems there's um, first past the post there's proportional representation there's the presidential system of government um uh, others have a head of state a president and a prime minister there's all types of democratic systems i i believe we both agree and correct me if i'm wrong you believe democracy is the best political system as of today, would, would you be right? I mean, you're not into dictators and...
0: St- I'm not Unless sure. it's you. I'm not sure. Probably okay.
1: maybe how the delightment
0: dictatorship might be not a bad idea. I'm just exploring ideas here, but I don't know. I'm, I'm really skeptical about this because honestly, I feel very cheated. Like for me to go vote once every four or five years, and to choose one option, and I'm one of 900,000 people, and not, not, I spoke with the candidates, I knew how, like, I, I kind of knew who is, I'm uh, um, whatever, um, mm-hmm. kind of can make an assessment who did stuff in his life and who can manage and who can, and it's like my my vote doesn't worth nothing and say like, i feel like a guinea pig and that's why i don't have the thing that you vote and i don't vote you you, you
1: are not registered to vote yes
0: and right. i don't vote and this is consciously because of what i'm describing you i feel like okay. and, and there are people who share your viewpoint and, and i'm open that i'm wrong i'm sure. open that we i need to go vote and embrace democracy because this is the best system that uh, we can have,
1: but yeah. I, I, I think th- there's two reasons somebody feels like you, and I respect all opinions. I, I'm I'm not saying you are right or wrong. There are two reasons. One is that none of the candidates are worthy of a vote because you think they're all no good. It's your, you're making a point by not voting. And some people feel that way. I I totally accept that. And the second is, yeah, you like one or two of them, but you won't make a difference. You're just one person out of 562,000 who had the right to vote on February the 5th, 2023. And um, uh, yeah, you can have that viewpoint, which is why some people are activists what they try to do is lobby their friends and relatives to vote as well. Um, others don't care. And I think all viewpoints are okay.
0: But me, um, it's not that I don't care. It's like I went and interviewed the people. I put. I came from the United States to come here. Just I didn't make any money. I lost like $30,000 just to come and do that thing. It's not that I don't care. It's just because... I feel cheated in in the system, so I really care. I want to show to everyone who is who and do my part,
1: but I don't know. It's okay, his his uh, thought experiment, but it's not for me to do. It's maybe your viewers will do it I, if you have some kind of mechanism of idea sharing. Is comment if, section comedy section comment you, section? Oh, I have to say comedy section. Mm-hmm. If you're dealing with politics, it is comedy. Is okay. Who can design the ideal political system that is fair? Trial and error in the future. Well, re- remember, in recorded history, oh. if we go back to recorded history, every type of political system has been tried so far. And um, but, with, but we have different stuff here because
0: I might accept your point of view, but now we're living in a completely different world. We need formation instantly in our hand. Like before, like 50 years, it was only one TV channel. It's like we're not living all in the cities, all mugged together.
1: So it's a completely different world now and how you manage this I, I, world. I, I think we've evolved our, our political way of dealing with things. Um, I mean, for goodness sake, women weren't allowed to vote in many countries um
0: that uh, was probably better because we didn't thought that we had power we knew we didn't who who, who did we didn't thought that we had power with our vote we knew we didn't because i think it's an illusion that you have power with
1: our vote no, no i said women Women weren't Ah, uh, women. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you're about to lose uh, half your listeners. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, you think it's a good I'm, idea I'm, I'm, women I'm, shouldn't I'm, vote? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nope. no. Okay, I'm glad we got that misunderstanding nope. <laughs> sorted out. No, I, I'm saying, so we evolved. Uh, before that, uh, only people who are landowners could vote. Uh, and before that, well, I mean, some countries, only if you were white, you could vote. Uh, and I'm going back in time. So we've evolved. The the new debate is, which um, I believe uh, is changed in one or two countries, is uh, you can vote when you're 16. In another, it's 17. Uh, here, it's 18. Do we make it younger? Um, should we have a children's parliament and allow 10-year-olds to vote? I mean, that's something else. So you're the man who comes up with these radical thoughts sometimes, like but when we last spoke, it's like, oh. Should we put robots in the schools to do the teaching and should we do this? And the question is, is there a better way of being governed? Because it's a real responsibility to, to be a government, actually. And, um, hey, I'm all, I'm all ears, all ears in, in different ideas and but viewpoints. you think this is probably good enough for now? That does the job. What the Cyprus way of doing things? No, no. no the, what I mean the is the democracy. D- democracy. Um, I I feel it is the fairest system. Um, the only the, it, it would it would be unfair unless somebody can think of a very very fair algorithm. Is if They can't be hacked is if some votes have more power than others. So it's not one man, one woman, one vote. It's based on algorithm. Now, what would that algorithm be? Who would get more of a vote? Um, Who would get less of a vote? And is that fair? I'm not saying it is right. I'm, I'm saying why can't people think about alternatives without it necessarily causing offense i believe i'm open
0: interesting
1: what's the meaning of life This is a, what's that famous movie number 42 is supposed to be the answer um, but what's the meaning in your life and how do you go and move life you
0: every day and like what's your motivation and why you do things
1: okay um i can speak from my experience what is the meaning of life
0: to talk from your experience not my experience (laughs) haha i made a joke ladies and gentlemen
1: (laughs) (laughs) what is the meaning of life um in your life meaning of life in my life is i've already reached a meaning of life in some ways i've got between my wife and i we have six lovely children um, three grandchildren, one on the way. I think I mentioned that earlier. Uh, and that is a, a real honor and a privilege. Wonderful kids. My my son is severely disabled. He's got mental and physical issues. He's nearly 46, my eldest, But he brings happiness to my life because of the sort of person he is. He's had all these challenges, yet it makes me so proud to be his father and how he's coped. Um, so the meaning of life it, it's it's a, it's a merger of what makes us happy, what makes us want to live, what makes us want to do better, whether for ourselves, our families, our country, or or each other, is uh, is an interesting one. Uh, I've had the honor and privilege of um, volunteering for twelve years. Uh, i th- i did share that with you uh, it was a it's called cyprus samaritans it was a it's a non-profit philanthropic organization uh, no it, it's totally secular even though the word samaritans implies uh, christianity and uh, it was basically a helpline for emotionally distressed people here in cyprus and um some suicidal and i had the honor of taking calls seeing people face to face over 12 years part-time and i had the honor of being uh the patron of the charity for around a year and a half and then i patron, became... what, you mean run no no patron is like a figurehead um uh, it's not it, it's not used very much in cyprus or greece it's used quite a lot in uk and america it's like a figurehead it's, I don't know why they chose me, because I'm not that famous. but, but uh, So I stepped down when I did my presidential campaign. So I get I got pleasure from trying to help people, not by answering their questions. I, if somebody's emotionally distressed, it, it was not for me, or ever for me, whether I was a volunteer or not, to give them advice. It's to ask the questions, to get them to find their own solutions and their own destiny. Um, and that was an honor. So, yeah, that contributed to my meaning of life. And um, yeah, no, we can enjoy life. We go through, you You get, you really enjoy what you do, I can tell that. You, you are tired. I don't know if you enjoy doing your fast at the moment, but um, speaking... In a way. Yeah, but do you know the one good thing about being hungry and being thirsty? And I'm talking about, you know, a hot summer's day. You're dying for a drink of water, and, and you really are. You, you find this restaurant, and you're not driving. You're a good guy. You have, you get this absolutely frozen cold beer. There's nothing like that, right? It's just good to be thirsty, And (coughs) it's good to be hungry, because then you enjoy your meal, whether it's a vegan, vegetarian, a thick, juicy steak. If you're hungry, isn't that a meaning of life as well, to enjoy that, to enjoy the, the flavor and the smell? Sorry, I'm really, it's sounding as if I'm torturing you here. Because uh, you haven't eaten. It
0: sounds like it. let's I'm, I'm, put some pictures as
1: well, editors. No, of steaks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That really came out. wrong. No, no, I, I don't but mind. All, all I'm saying is stuff that is a challenge, and it is a challenge. And I, I, I am, I very much admire what you did. It's total self control. I couldn't do it. I can, uh, you know, fast for twenty days on water. And I hope you're getting medical advice. Getting medical yes, work. we do, and we're all fine, and the doctor said I
0: can continue, which this yeah. is great news. So yeah. it's just a mental warfare, but I'm learning a lot from this challenge about my patients, about became a bit more angrier in this uh, thing. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because in these moments, you find your true self. That you get one on one with yourself and you really understand who the can fuck. I, can I ask
1: you a really personal yeah. question? Did you, at any time, halluci- hallucinations? No. Well, no. Mm,
0: no, okay. but when I start, uh sometimes, um, I want. I faded one time while. I stood, so that was an incident. But for a very short time, get I got back to the sofa. So, so uh, you collapsed. I stood and I couldn't handle my weight, oh.
1: and I, I felt. No, back. no. What and what and I'm I, asking is so nothing more than that. That was the. Have you had any strange mental? I'm not saying you've gone insane. Uh, like had any spiritual experiences or or anything? No, because a lot of people it's, who it's do just, fasting do that pure pain
0: it sucks what so, sorry it sucks It's just pure pain and when does it end when are you stopping this in day 30 so have what are you now day 20 today so we have we are getting closer wow so it's it's interesting it's very beautiful though very beautiful and yeah what you discovered as well like now i'm after after i finish this everything will look like heaven bro for like one week food will be so beautiful like i'm very excited and it's like starving yourself or doing something hard for a long period of time and then you're getting it you get very excited and ups and downs and all this stuff in life so i i I can see your point the meaning as long
1: as you don't injure yourself and yes. i'm t- I'm talking as if I'm your uncle or yes you know, I don't mean to but uh
0: so before uh uh the last question you you met uh, my family today kind of uh, some of the members what did you learn about me meeting my family?
1: I absolutely love them. I never met them before. Your, your father is um, a village priest. Um, and your mother is adorable. They're both lovely people. And we were because sharing Because she voted a few for you. Yeah. Sorry?
0: Because she voted
1: for you. Now you're saying well, this. Well, no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm saying it because I spent. A, hour and a half two hours with your mom at least hour and a half with your your father and listening to their stories their life story
0: what did Uh, you learn about me though because I feel like Steve Jobs I think said that you learn so much by meeting a person's family you learn
1: yeah I I mean it's always um, a a good thing I, I always was told is to before interesting, if you want to have a long term relationship, we get married to someone, to a woman in my case, and uh, your case. Um, meet the family, and uh, it's always a good idea. Sorry, it sounds as like if we're going to marry each other. I'm not. I'm just. I'm very. I'm a pen. <laughs> I'm not. But uh, uh, I'm. I'm. I'm thinking. I enjoyed their company. They're very hospitable. Uh, It is fasting season here, Um, and I shared their food, homemade bread, um, met some of your other family members, your grandfather. And uh, I'm just fascinated. I, I don't know many priests, so I was just interested how they went through how he became when he decided, and your father was a bit later in life. He decided, and uh, immediately when I was
0: born, he decided. So it was like, up, oh, this boy has uh, big problems. So I need to become a priest
1: to pray to God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're wonderful, and you're you're blessed to have such wonderful family. And uh, uh, your younger brother will, he's he's going to be. In your footsteps, he's you. He's very intelligent. <laughs> nice kid. Okay, so I, I really, really enjoyed
0: the conversation. I really A lot of things stuck to my mind about the multiverse. It was very beautifully explained, simple for me to understand the dimensions that we talked about, about exploring your thoughts about the politics and your experience. So it was a pure learning experience for me even in this situation that I am, I was I was thinking like to go for one hour, but we went for one hour and 50 minutes
1: now. Wow. So wow. I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed our chat. Uh, you, you are, I've been interviewed many times. In my life I have. Okay, in Greek was a little bit of a challenge the last few times. But I've is, enjoyed well, doing it with you and I have a small gift for you. Oh, we forgot to mention that. I that have, was going
0: to be a great hook for people to stay. So you have a small gift for I me? I have
1: a small gift for you. And um, um, it's, it's very unusual. Okay? Like the previous one. What did I give you? Oh, I gave you a baby's dummy. Yes. And I remember you were holding it like this because it had my saliva on it, you know? Yes. My, and my I body threw it fluid. immediately after um, I'm so I, mean, I kept your press. Okay, I've got to... Um,
0: can concert, you can search. You can search. I, can interst- I can't... I can't... Interst- it's behind the... Okay. The, excuse the, me. We excuse you and... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to say I love you, and it's uh, it's a real pleasure that we share this excitement for learning. And I'm happy that you're still <coughs> until the end watching okay. this stuff. This is my passion in life, and I'll not stop until we grow the podcast. Okay. Session. Alrighty, we you need to hold the mic, and you need to do it with the other hand. Thank you. Yes.
1: Okay. My gift to my friend, Fidias, who's interviewed me for one hour 50 minutes, is unusual. Okay? Firstly, apologies, the bag's split. It's all, you know, it's all
0: peace. Oh, and I like shit. it.
1: The bag's nice. Sorry, it's split uh, in my car. But there's something inside that's unusual, and there's a reason for it. Okay, it will protect you forever, whenever you handle it. There is a dog here, guys. It's, a, But it's more than a dog. Let's now, see. yeah, you've got to change. It looks a bit girly, the actual thing. But if you unzip it. There is a zip inside. I'll, I'll explain what that is. But you put that down. I'll explain what that is in a minute. Okay? Okay. Okay, well, firstly, that's my little award to you. What does it say? It says... Winner. It's winner. You are a winner.
0: And there's a
1: whistle. Yes, it is a whistle. This will protect you for two reasons. Yes. Okay. Firstly, if you walk around with something like that, they'll think you're crazy. So nobody's going to attack you. But if they do, take that whistle and blow. That's the backup. Because, you know, I deal with contingencies and backup. But there's another thing, okay, and the last little thing which uh, which I want you to have. We talked about the future, future technology, cloning, yeah? Look what's in that bag, the little bag, I don't know if you can see it, can you see what it is? Oh, this is fuck off. What? Is this your nail? It's a toenail. I, I've given you a, my nail, please, pass it through your generations. And in a hundred years, if for any reason they want to see me again, okay, recreate me. This is. And a s- in a million years, if that could survive, maybe put me on that planet that you will terraform and put intelligence on. This is
0: the strangest life. thing ever. He gave me his foot nail, ladies and gentlemen. And we ended like that. I love you. Thank you for being here. Filemu. Thank you.
1: Hugs, love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.